You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. It's Friday, 17 February. You're today top 40, 10.8% up. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from remote studios in Cape Town. On the show today, chatting with Wayne McCurry from FNB. Uh, updates from both Zeda and African Rainbow Minerals. And I want to touch, we had uh, UK, US and local inflation in the last week. Uh, Gerard Swart, talking around how chat GPT increases cybersecurity risks. And some thoughts from me on what we, I hope to see in the budget next Wednesday. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb. Checkers runs rings around pick and pay as Boxer and ShopRite neck and neck. Worrying signs as pick and pay brand sales growth decelerates on all fronts. Business day prolonged power crisis is a risk to SA's rating, says Fitch. The rating agency says higher state of disaster highlights credit risks facing the country. And of course, our GDP is collapsing at the same time. Morning markets, US was red. S&P down 1.4%. NASDAQ off 1.9%. Asia also red. Sydney down 0.8%. Tokyo off 0.6%. Commodities mostly red. Gold 1,837. Brent 84.77. Platinum 919. Palladium, surprisingly, the only green, 1,485. Rand 1821. Bitcoin 23,810. Ten cent is off 0.8% in the Hong Kong lunch break. And the top 40 opening call, 100 points to the red. That's just over 0.1% lower. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chatting now with uh, Wayne McCurry, Senior Portfolio Manager, F&B Wealth and Investment. Wayne, appreciate the early morning time. Uh, still getting bunches of trading updates coming through. Zeta, new listing on the market. Of course, this is their, their quarter for end last year. Not a bad update. I mean, my sense is moving in the, in the right direction, although still selling pressure, which I suspect is the overhang from the unbundling. I think so as well. Look, this is actually a good company. I'm very positive on car hire and the tourist business and car rental, etc. over the probably the medium term, because certainly with the RAND at 1820, you know, foreigners can come here and have a fantastic holiday that costs them absolutely nothing. And when you go flying anywhere, the planes are full, the airports are full, the car parks are full. So I think the results reflect that. Yeah, I mean, I'm in Cape Town at the moment. Can't hire a car. Too expensive. Um, and, and Cape Town is packed. And, and, and I take, yeah. I mean, the, the overhang is just some folks get that ZD share and they look at it and they're not impressed. So we, we are seeing that mm. that's selling out, which, which could continue for a little while still. Yeah, but then maybe there's an opportunity to buy. What's interesting is they did say that the supply of new cars is all fine now because when you look yeah. at their results, obviously they're good results, but their utilization actually came down you know, on, on, on a comparative basis because mm. they just got simply got more cars in. Yeah, and, and that is good news for some of the other uh, uh, car companies. I'm thinking combined motor holdings potentially. You mentioned the RAND. Let's quickly go down that, that, that rabbit hole. Trading 18.21 this morning. You, you always make the point that the RAND trades above and below that, that sort of fair value level. What is your, your mm. fair value at this point? It's probably 16.50, and I know it sounds outrageous, but that is still <laughs> where the fair value is. 
And this has happened so many times before. Every time it happens, no one believes that it can go back to fair value. You know, the rand's a junk currency. It does it every single time. You know, it, it did it the last two occasions when, when Zuma fired uh, Pravin, when COVID hit, uh, also weakened to more or less the same extent. It always came back and it will do so. In fact, on a five-year basis, I'm reasonably bullish on the rand because I think we're in for a little mini commodity cycle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, yeah, the commodities export. I mean, you say 1650. I mean, I'm looking at a chart. I mean, just last year, uh, it was 1450. And the year before, it was yeah. 1350. We, we forget that the rand is, is volatile, yeah. but can move yeah. markedly stronger. It African can, yes, rainbow I think, minerals. And, and I think it will. African main ra- rainbow minerals. Yeah, and, and we, I think a lot of folks forget. I mean, coal's actually not that big in their life. It's about 10% of, of HEPs. But that was a decent looking yeah. update from them. That was it was very good, and you contrast that to South Thirty Two. And I know they got different; they're very different companies, but it was a very, very good update. I mean, they they're doing well on almost all fronts, as far as I could see there. So, I mean, this is the peak of commodity cycle earnings in the shorter term. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that, and uh, I think maybe the budget will will, will reflect a, a lower tax take from mining companies. But you know, as I mentioned earlier, on on a five plus year basis. Um, I'm very bullish on commodities and commodity shares. Let's quickly touch inflation. We had a bunch out. We had the US at 6.4%. We had uh, local at 69 We had the UK at 10.1%, which, I mean, they were celebrating 10.1% because it is coming down, but it's still, a, yes. frankly, a scary number. Yeah. I mean, it's astonishing to think that the UK would have such high inflation. I mean, if you said that two years ago, you would have been scoffed. You said it's <laughs> absolutely impossible. But look, unfortunately... These inflation numbers, and including the U.S. PPI yesterday, mm-hmm. these inflation numbers aren't falling as quickly as what I thought they're going to. The big fall only happens after April. So I initially thought you've seen the end of interest rate hikes. I think I'm wrong. I think there's going to be more given these numbers and given the job numbers. It's still early days. We'll see what the job numbers say in two or three weeks' time again. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately... I think we may see more interest rate increases overseas and domestically. Locally as well. Okay, because I mean, a lot of folks are saying it's peak. But I take your point that, that, that it has inflation's got a little stickier. I, I agree with you. I thought it would have fallen faster by now. There is certainly some, some stickiness in it. And I suspect part of that yes. is, you know, for example, petrol price comes down or gas in the U.S. Uh, you've got that extra money. Mm. Certainly in the U.S. you go and spend it with that crazy strong unemployment. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I think inflation is going to still surprise on the downside second half of this year, but right now, it, it's 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 proving to be a little bit sticky. We'll leave that there. That's Wayne McCurry, Senior Portfolio Manager, F&B Wealth and Investment. Wayne, always appreciate the early morning insights. Hear that? Nothing. Your money can do more when it blocks out the noise, as hard as it is these days. When you invest in the Standler Balanced Cautious Fund, We manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation-beating returns through market cycles. Invest with more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on The Money. 
I'm chatting with Gerard Swarty, CTO at Cybersecurity Company uh, Performanta. Uh, Gerard, appreciate the time today. Uh, OpenAI, they, they launched their Dali E middle of last year, chat GPT towards the end of the year. Of course, we've got MidJourney, we've got Stable Diffusion and, and, and bunches of others. This really is a, a revolution in computing. I mean, it reminds me of personal computers in the 80s and internet in the 90s and the iPhone in 07. None were perfect at the setup, but man, they became something. Yeah, absolutely. And it, um, you know, it, it reminds me a lot about the Terminator movies is what's next and how far are we, how far are we from Skynet actually becoming a real thing? But yeah, it's, um, it's absolutely exciting times. But, uh, from a cybersecurity point of view, it creates a lot of challenges again. Um, some we are ready for, mm-hmm. some we are not, because we just don't know what's going to happen in the in the next couple of months. But it is exciting times. Don't know if you know that um, there's been claims that uh, Chat GPT has already been jailbroken, and yeah. people have actually gotten out of it how to create a nuclear bomb. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's early days with it. It's not necessarily going to create new threats, but it's going to take existing threats and potentially make them make them markedly worse. Yeah, correct. If we look at it already, um, phishing is, uh, there's so much phishing attacks that are happening across the globe, not just in South Africa. And now obviously with these uh, these new AI technologies, you know, <laughs> it's going to create way worse because the guys will be able to, to do more a lot quicker. Um, it might not create new threats initially, but mm. over time it will because obviously these AIs can, can generate new coding. But right. saying that as well, you still need to know a little bit of what you do. So it's not as if a, a beginner will be able to just start attacking the whole world. I take a point on that. I mean, it, you know, a complete novice is, is, is not going to be able to use this much. But I mean, I think about those, those Nigerian prince scams, you know, uh, someone has left you a, a trillion dollars or something. I, I can spot them in the first half sentence because of really bad grammar. Chat GPT fundamentally solves that. I mean, and that's just the sort of thing is that someone who's already in the space can up their game. If I'm faking a, a phishing attempt, I can make craft my email better. Yeah, and I'll give you a great example. Is um, let's think of these uh, big social engineering websites. Let's think about LinkedIn, a potential breach out of LinkedIn. Now, these guys can now these these attackers can send a legit email that it looks like it comes from LinkedIn, and LinkedIn has been in the news a couple of times of being breached. Now you get this email that says, "Hey, we've been breached." Please click on this link to reset your password. Stupid example. Yeah. But how many people fall for that? A lot. Or you get an email that perceived from your bank. Um, and the guys have gotten very clever on how they, but it looks so legit. And what do they do? They click on it. They give their bank details. It's part of life. It is part of life. And as you say, this is not new. I mean, what is also coming? We're talking chat GPT. We're talking the, the art space. I mean, deep fake videos. I mean, deep fake uh, uh, voice. I mean, that is also, I mean, it's not as advanced. But, I mean, roll forward a year or three. It's going to be there. And then, then the scope is even huger. Yeah, absolutely. But but I also want to point out the excitement part mm. here um, in combating cyber criminal. So I follow a lot of um, scam baiters on, on YouTube and the way they've started using it to trick the call centers and keeping them busy so that they don't scam <laughs> uh, the old people in losing all their savings money. So there is a little bit of positive and or should I say excitement. It's actually exciting. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I mean, we can we can almost uh, turn it around and, and, and use it against them. I mean, what it, what it comes to is, is that these, these old school attacks, the, the phishing attacks, the, the, the man in the middle attacks, which yeah. is how much, so much happens. It's not often like we see in the in the movies with someone, you know, pouring over code and finding a back door. These are going to become more prevalent. And we need to both, in our personal and professional lives, 
that security really needs to be front and center. And my sense is far too often, particularly in our personal lives, it isn't. Correct. And, and, and it all starts with education. That's where it starts. If we know that we shouldn't be clicking on something we're not supposed to, it helps. Mm-hmm. If we know I get this email from the bank or looks like it's from the bank, phone the bank. First check. No bank is ever going to ask you, put your online details on a page. Never going to do that. Um, but it's, it all starts there. And um, I always say social engineering, it's the oldest trick in the book. And that's what these attackers do, except Everything is automated nowadays, and now it'll get even worse. You're 100% right. It's going to get way worse. It's going to get worse. And, of course, if I get hacked, that, I mean, that, that's an absolute horror. Make no mistake about it. Corporates even more so. And if we change direction slightly, I mean, are, are corporates generally – I mean, I, I for a long time have thought that, that companies should have a CSO on their board, a chief security officer, which, I mean, is, yep. is, is that too much or is that really – in this day and age, we need that? That should be an absolute minimum, having a CSO. And um, if you if you look, especially in the middle enterprise environment of South Africa, so all the banks, et cetera, they have these CSOs in place mm-hmm. and they're responsible for the security. But if we look at we take that step lower, and let's say an organization of 3,000, 4,000 users, it's usually they usually assign that responsibility to an IT manager, IT director, et cetera. Somebody who does not have that security experience. Um, and we've seen now with, um, who was it, Uber. When mm-hmm. Uber was breached, it's the first time that a CSO is legally being charged in a, law, in a court of law. The first time. If, we, if our Papaya Act and our new Cyber Crimes Act that eventually is going to come out with a bill, you know, it's going to change our whole game here in South Africa on who is responsible of who. And I think it's time that all the organizations realize we need to be in that space already. And in fact, we should have been there already. Get a CSO. Get experience, partner with somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, and, and I hadn't even thought. I mean, those mid-sized organizations, you know, not, not in any way to disparage a, a CISOP person. They're, they're hugely important and it's a high skill. But to also expect them to be your chief security officer is, you know, it, it, it's horses for courses. And, and cybersecurity is, 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 is a niche skill these days. Correct. And, and think about it this way, is that the way our lives have transitioned since COVID is – a lot of people are in meetings all the time. They're meeting, 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 where these guys, they're sitting in a basement 24-7, automating so much, and when are we supposed to defend? And I'm talking about globally. This is a global problem. Yeah, and, and as we said up front, I mean, this is just going to – this is not a new challenge. This is just a challenge that's going to keep on coming, keep on getting bigger. And, and truthfully, I mean, I remember the first virus. What was it? I love you or something like that. I mean, it was – Oh, yeah, the Melissa virus, yes. Melissa. <laughs> it was so clunky, but it, it worked. And, of course, no one would click on that today. So we've just got smarter. Correct, correct. But so as the hackers or the attackers, yeah. they're also getting smarter. They're staying uh, one step about, uh, in front of everybody. Yeah. And that's good. Gives me a job. <laughs> well, yeah, it keeps us on our toes <laughs> and I suppose gives us ultimately better yeah. security. We leave it there. That's Gerard Swart. He's CTO at Performanta. Uh, Gerard, appreciate the time today. If seagulls were harder dolls who could afford to retire to the coast, what kind of bird would you be? Would you soar over the savannah or chase summer around the globe? You see, even when you stop working, your money won't. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. It is a budget, of course, on Wednesday. That will be 2 o'clock Wednesday afternoon, live from well, the temporary parliament in Cape Town, I suppose it is. 
It's going to be a tough budget. I mean, Wayne McCurry mentioned uh, earlier in the show, uh, quite simply, we have exported less commodities, uh, uh, primarily because of, of Transnet and, and port problems. And of course, commodity prices are lower. I mean, gold, not so much, but I mean, certainly we look at the PGMs, they've been under pressure. There's been a bit of downward pressure on coal as well. But it does mean the last couple of budgets, the, the, the ministers had excess money. I mean, he's just had money to play with. Now, he's done the responsible thing that everyone agrees with, and essentially he's used that money to pay down debt. So our debt to GDP has been going uh, quite rapidly in the right direction. But nonetheless, that said, tough budget coming. What am I hoping to see in the budget? First thing I'm thinking about is our savings and retirement. So we've got the tax-free accounts. Uh, the lifetime limit remains at, at half a million. That's not going to change because that's moot. We're, we're still a couple of years away from anybody bumping into that. But I do wonder about the annual limit, currently 36000 And if you look back at uh, previous uh, increases, it started at 30, uh, went to 33, and then 36. It typically stays at each level for about three years. It's been 36,000 for three years. So I think we might get an increase there. Uh, it'll just go up, up modestly. It'll go to 40,000, I suspect. But I think, I think that may be an easy one. And I think it's easy for the minister in a sense that it's not costing him money now because, of course, it's post-tax money. But it'll make South Africans smile a little bit, notwithstanding for many, 40,000 to put into a tax-free every year is a chunk. Regulation 28. So we're not going to get the two-part system. We've chatted with folks about that on this show. Uh, the seeding of the old money into the two-part system or the previously invested money uh, is still being debated. That looks like it'll come out in 2024. But here is my question. No changes to mandates. You've got 45% offshore. That's plenty. But what if that 350,000 rand limit? Uh, that hasn't been increased in a while. In fact, it's been your, your, your limit is 27.5% or 350,000, whichever is smaller. And that 350 hasn't changed in a while. Could they change that? I don't think so. Because that, of course, is a direct hit because that, that reduces income tax, even if it's only a little bit. And uh, I think the, the, the government needs that right now. Solar, we had the president in his State of the Nation address say that they wanted to do tax incentives, incentives around solar. Uh, easiest way to do that is VAT, quite frankly, make them uh, zero rated. We've got the process for zero rated VAT, uh, zero rated goods. Of course, there's a, a number of food products that are already zero rated. So that could be done. And that would slice off a, a, a bit. I mean, how much of the, the, the actual installation process is, is uh, uh, you know, hardware. Um, and I think it's a fair chunk. And then, of course, that goes to zero. Would we get zero rate on the actual individual uh, who's installing? Probably not, but it does mean that a 100,000 rand project could drop to 90,000. So I do think we could potentially see that. And then, of course, uh, bracket creep. Is that going to be uh, improved? Because our salaries go up. I doubt anyone got an inflation salary increase last year of around 7%. But your salary is certainly edged higher, and they need to move the tax brackets higher in accordance. We'll get that increase but I don't think it will probably match what inflation is, so we do get a little bit of squeeze there. And then the last one is ESCOM. Is there going to be some money from ESCOM uh, for diesel? Question is, from where? That remains the challenge. But have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, tell us what you're hoping to see on the budget on Wednesday next week. <laughs>
That's it for today. We were chatting with Jimmy Moyaha uh, yesterday. Life Healthcare, I thought a really good trading update. Uh, patient bed days uh, up to 62%. The big story perhaps was that offer for the UK imaging business. And we asked you if they should sh- sell the business. 70% said if the offer's good, absolutely sell it. While 30% said nope, keep it. It is a good business. And that's why it's a tough call. It is a good business. But then if you get a crazy offer for it, maybe you take the money and run. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning. The Money Web website's in the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Nobuchle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is Money Web Now. We'll chat again Monday, protecting your portfolio against ESCOM. You've been listening to another Money Web Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.